What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. This episode of the Fatherhood's Podcast is brought to you by Fly Dad, where fatherhood stays fly. Check us out at flydadgear.com. Recording in progress. Welcome back to another episode of Fatherhoods. With yeah, us today. We yeah, we back. We back, all right. And we black. Uh, we got... We, we got... <laughs> Kind of sort of. <laughs> <laughs> we're, all, we're all shades of black. Hey, man. Something from the whitest town. Hey. No, we're, we... <laughs> where the fuck that came <laughs> I pulled the EFM, bro. You know how you like to rhyme words. I just throw it out there. Back in black, bro. We we here. Um, <laughs> yo, we're, we're going to have our guests introduce themselves, actually. But but he's he hails from the Windy City. He's out in, in the shy right now. And... um. I mean, I'm gonna let he goes by Pop. I'm gonna let him explain what that means. But he's Pops here, but he's he's definitely a Pops for sure. Right. <laughs> but yo, Pop, yo, take it over, man. What, where you from? What's the deal? So number one, uh, it's an honor to kick it with you guys and and join your amazing platform. That's very educational to um, the structure of you know just family and being a father. So uh, everybody calls me Pop for short, which stands for Prince of Pain. Um, that's a spoken word artist artist stage name. I did a lot of spoken word um, coming home, and uh, I made a name for myself in Chicago doing the poetry, getting into music, getting into uh, broadcasting. And uh, I thought this would be a very great opportunity, maybe uh, for a person like myself who spent 20 years incarcerated. Mm. And uh, my daughter you know, uh, being a baby when I went away and us just reconnecting. And, you know, uh, I think it'd be very um, enlightening to a lot of people and educational. Well, before we get started, we we have to do two things. One. (laughs) Nope. That's the wrong one. No, no, no. That was the wrong one. (laughs) (laughs) I got to look at this shit. That's the problem. I wasn't looking. My bad. My bad. Gonna have to take it away from you, man. <laughs> Yo, so so pop. So you you have a uh, one child. Yes, a Correct. daughter, and and she a was born. Uh, how old is she now? She's twenty seven. So damn. So you, you went away for twenty years, and how how long have you been back in her life? Two years. So no, I've been home already. Uh, March will make ten years. I've been home. Okay. Um. I was actually fighting for her custody uh, to have my family get her a couple years before I came home. She was going through some things as a teenager. Uh, that didn't happen. And uh, when she was about 18, I finally touched down and uh, we picked up from there. Wow. Did when you when you were away, was uh, did you have much contact with her? Was she coming to visit anything like that? No, her mom, uh, she had trouble with her mom and her stepdad. So she went through this uh through the system for like from 15 to 18 years oh, old. Wow. 
Damn. So I couldn't, I couldn't see her other than phone calls. And for, for our audience, can you just, can you explain a little bit more? What does that mean when you say she went through the system? Like what exactly? Um, she got, she got taken away from her mom, um, wound up in foster care. And, uh, until she turned 18 from like 15 to 18 years old. Fuck. How, how was that experience for her? Like, what did she tell you about it? Well, uh, the reason, you know, she left was because she was violated by her stepfather. Oh, oh, you know, so, um, the, the, that was really traumatic for her. You know, it took some time. Yeah, it took some time to, um, I don't even think she ever adjusted in other foster homes. And I think she really started, um, you know, shaking the the pain and trauma off once I got home. Mm. Now, when you got home, did she, I mean, was there, I, I know there's probably, a, there was probably a lot of work to do and reconnecting oh, to do. Hell yeah. How, I guess, how immediate was at least the initial bond? Was she happy to see you? What was, what was her, what was that initial kind of feeling? The love was there. Um, the, what I, what I had uh, a lot of difficulty with was she was stubborn. Like I was when I was a teenager and, um, it was a whole trust thing. You know, I had to earn my trust again. Uh, but it was difficult at the beginning, but we rocked it. You know, we, we learned each other's stubbornness and, uh, I mean, I love her with all my heart and, uh, as she does me, uh, it just took some time. It took patience. It took a lot of me learning and trying to understand, you know, I wasn't there for her for all them years. How, so, so think, oh, hold on. Hold, sorry. sorry yeah, 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 man, go, go. I just got to wrap my mind around. How did it, you don't have to you cry cope with that. Don't cry, how bro. do you cope with it? Well, being locked the, up and, and hearing about what's going on, on the outside. Mm. Oh man, that, that drove me crazy. You know, it bugged me up. Uh, when I first heard about it, you know, um, of course you just want to break out, you know, and do something <laughs> to mm. the person who harmed your daughter. Right. Uh, but for a while, it just made me feel more helpless, not being able to put her in a better situation. So it plays on you, you know, it plays on your head. It pay, plays on your emotions. It wears you down physically too, as well. When you're in a helpless situation where you want to do something for a loved one and you can't. Mm-hmm. And, and when you get home, do you still have, like, do you want to do something to that person? Like, how, how do, what are those feelings, man? Like, how did, like, I'm just saying, like, I can't imagine, and, you know, I have a daughter and, and she's, she's, she's young right now. And I just, just the thought of that, like the anger that it brings out yes, inside of me yes, yes. for something um, that hasn't even happened, you know, the guy's in another state. He lives in like in another state. Right. So um, that made it easier for me not to, you know, just kind of, help her move forward uh allow myself to move forward and just let karma deal with it so you know i made some promises to a lot of people when i came home including her my mom that i wouldn't go back you know what i mean right right wouldn't go back to which is important uh, yeah i've I've tried to be the best role model for her as i possibly can um i've also built my own media company out here i've won numerous poetry awards i've won a humanitarian award for empowerment mentoring i've 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 featured in a couple of films uh last year and this year so i've just been trying to you know uh be a good role model to her and inspire her and at the same time mentor her but 
at the same time, she's taught me a lot about life as well. You know, these kids nowadays, they're very smart, you know? All right. Uh, that was going to be my question. So you were away for 20. Technology advanced so fast. Like, there's so much that you missed out on, not to mention, obviously, you know, time with your, your child. How hard was the transition? Because you, you got multiple challenges coming out of prison, right? You got the family dynamic challenge, which in and of itself is a whole universe. Then on top of that, you got acclimating yourself with society very different than what you knew it to be. How how up on things were you behind bars as compared to when you came out to help ease that transition? Well, you can't compare it no matter how in tune you are with people, friends or whatnot. It's not the same uh, when you're gone for two decades, when you missed out on the Y2K, this bombing, the mic, the, uh, the Tupac getting killed. I missed a lot. You know what I right. mean? So, um, it was definitely a challenge. You know, uh, I had to pretty much isolate myself from everybody for a minute, uh, pick up on, um, technology. The, I was culture shocked. Yeah. Um, so it was a whole transition. It was rough, but again, I vowed my, myself to better myself. I mean, I, you know, I dedicated myself to dedicated myself to better myself, um, it wasn't easy surviving 20 years in an Illinois prison. So I I felt if I can do that, you know, it wasn't much harder to put one foot in front of the other and be successful, you know? How, how much strength do you draw from fatherhood to stay, you know, on the straight path? Well, it's very motivational, you know, uh, and I have to, you know, take heed and uh, educate myself with, strong stories, strong role models. And, and, uh, even though my situation might be a little bit, well, a lot different, um, it's all still about love, you know, and about right. parenting. So, you know, I, 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 I like, I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. With your daughter, your daughter's relationship with you post coming out of prison is one thing. How, and there was, gaps it sounds like because there was a period between 15 and 18 where it was really difficult for you guys to see each other communicate prior to that though you guys were building a relationship i'm assuming and you take us through this a little bit how how was that being developed right was it more phone calls or was she able to see you like because it's really i just find it really interesting and i can't even imagine how i would go about it you come out after 20 you start to pick up pieces that in a relationship with your kid that spans 20 years with so much shit that changes and there's so little interaction. Like, how do you go about that? But it ha there has to be some foundation. So I'm curious about that. So the 10 years at the beginning of her life, there was no contact. Oh, shit. Um, the mom, you know, moved on. And, you know, until my daughter started getting rebellious and she wanted to know who her dad was, um... I think uh, the impact that my brother and my mom still being involved in her life uh, always helped. You know, that was the dynamic by my brother, my my cousins and maybe even uh, her side, her her mom's side of the family. There was people that still were going to say positive things. Um, yeah, that's 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 you know, that's what kept us kind of. It it kept her still holding on till Poppy comes home, you know. And there was no there was no way to have something amicable set up with 
the the baby mom in this case, right? Like you and her no. couldn't even have a conversation, probably. No, it was no, it was that. And then especially after my kid got violated, I want to say she was about fourteen years old. So mm. there was nothing ever to talk about. She took the guy's side. The guy was a registered sex offender. You know, there's no reason not to believe a kid. Yeah. You know. Damn. That's now, right, is, is your daughter is your daughter on her own now, or do you, yeah, does she live she, with she, you? Or yeah, she well, I, when I first came home, I got my my own place. Mm-hmm. Uh, she stood with me for a little while, um, and it was a struggle, you know, the stubbornness. And uh, it took us about two three years to kind of understand each other and respect each other uh, without the rebellious her being rebellious towards dad that knowing that i just wanted the best for her um she she's moved on she's you know she's grown she has a relationship she has a job uh she's doing great we we see each other every other weekend does she she ever have does she ever have that a chip on her shoulder about you being away man thank god no never at first right first at first um that was like why she was so stubborn that I was away for so long. And who the hell am I? She held it against to, you. Right. You're right. To, uh, every time she would get mad, I, I think we would go back there. You, well, you were gone. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. But she's grown up. And I think, uh, after like five, six years of her seeing a lot of the things I accomplished, putting in so much work and effort, uh, I think, uh, the poof was in the pudding, you know, it just, I won her over. Could could it also have been maybe a defense mechanism, right? Because she would likely assume, like, I don't know how long he's going to be here. He's been away that long. Like, trying to set herself up not to be disappointed if yeah, if you end up it. going absolutely. back to prison. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. That could have been it. Because, I mean, you but just said it. Things. Like, you being able to prove all these things out and meaningfully show, like, you're moving the fuck away from that life maybe was a really big significant piece in your your guys bond cuz i i could yes. definitely see that yeah and it's it's got to be hard for a child who didn't have their father for that amount of time to want to open up yeah. not knowing if you're just going to go back you know go away again so oh, i would just... imagine that's like a, even subconsciously protecting themselves yeah i i got a question for you pop and and it's so um there's a dad group that I started. It's called Fly Dad Central, and within it, we've ha- we have discourse with you know dads of all stages. I call it right. And and there was a conversation recently where one of the group members there was like expressing himself about a challenge that he has in keeping in touch with his son. The dynamics are different than your circumstance, but I wonder if you have some advice for somebody like him, right? Because you were away uh, more more than in this case. But I'll explain. So his kid now lives in France. He He's here in the U.S. The mama drama is pretty substantial. The mom doesn't really want... She's, she's putting blockers in place for him to like be able to communicate with his son. Because your scenario is so much more, I'd say, strenuous, right? Just given the dynamics of where you were and how you were trying... And then what happened to your daughter... What advice would you give to somebody in uh, for him? It's horrible, but I, I'd call it a slightly easier situation than yours to try to navigate that. And his kid is like ten, so there's still a lot of time between now and when they can, you know, be free to choose. Well, I mean, th- 
there's definitely a, a huge distance. He's in France and she's in the States, right? So the dad's here and the child is in France. Oh, okay. With okay. the mom. I mean, legally, he's got to do whatever. I mean, he's not locked up. He's not in prison. Right. So legally, he's got to, you know, um, I think there's circumstances where you can't just up and just take your kid out of state or to another country without the right. dad's permission. Right. So I don't know how that's planned, but I say never give up. Um, always try to be in the child's heart, his head, even if it's a birthday card, even if it's a phone call, even if it's uh, an encouraging word. Um the kids, are, the 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 boy's only ten, but as he grows older, I wouldn't try to be dad. I would try to be more of a friend instead of you know, hey, don't do this, don't do that. You know, um, have patience. You know, grow up with him. I mean, it's your fault too. It didn't work out, so you know, uh, understand that it's not the child's fault, and you're an adult, and that's a child. So um, have patience, man. Don't lose your love. Don't lose your, you know, don't lose your patience and don't give up hope on rekindling and having a strong relationship with your son. That's what I got to say. Yeah, no, thank you. It, it's because, like, I've never been to prison, barely visited anyone in prison. So I can never understand now when you put a child into the mix, right? let alone, like, personally being locked up for 20 years, no kids. Challenging as fuck. Then you got a kid on the outside, like the dimensions of the shit just get crazy. Like, how do you keep sane through that time? God, man, you know, uh, I got strong faith. You know, uh, I've been through a lot of situations in life where the higher power proved to me he's there. So I never gave up. You know, uh, I, I always stood inspired, motivated, even in the darkest of times. I want to say sometimes even in uh, the most captive place, I felt the most freest. You know, there's people out here that you see them, you look at them, you talk to them. It's like they're in prison, you mm. know, and, and um, you know, it's sad, you know. So I think freedom is all a state of mind, you know, and, and energy and, you know, your spirit. Uh, so, you know, I, I just still connected with God, just knew I was going to have another chance and I would see my mom again. I would see my daughter again. And that's what kept me pushing. Were, were there any any groups in prison of like fathers trying to work things out as you know in that same situation? No, nope. no peer groups like that. None. You think it would it would make sense for that stuff like that to be created in prison? Absolutely. Did it, were yeah. there uh, were there other folks that would that would talk about it just on, on some anything like a, a subject matter, or was that just kind of off limits and everyone just? kind of keeps that to themselves you know when you're when you're doing that much time or when you're in such a violent environment you know mm -hmm. most of my time i did in max prisons um you don't try to uh share too much yeah. of your right. personal life you know it, it makes you vulnerable it just you know it just yeah you don't do that mm. yes yeah, so that'd be a yeah, challenge so, so what would be your advice to someone incarcerated right now looking at you know a long time and they have a child out there, like what would be your advice to them? If you have family members that you're connected to, uh, friends that really care about you, man, always check on your kids, you know, no matter if you and the baby mother, um, it was her fault or your fault, or there's nobody at fault. Try to, you know, understand that that's the mother of your child. You're going to have to have a relationship where kiss some ass, <laughs> be right. nice, you know, and try to do whatever you have to do to maintain, um, uh, 
a relationship with your child and you know try to push as push as much um love and, and motivational people around your child are you would you <laughs> and the guys are going to get on my case would you be inclined to have more children at this stage of your life mm, um i say no <laughs> okay but you know um yeah, I run into women who are a little younger and they're not done. <laughs> right, right. And uh um that's not what I'm trying to do right now, you know. Yeah, I think I'm I'm done you with think you're good. raising little ones. Yeah. My brother just had a um a baby about eight, nine months ago, and uh I'm cool. I'll borrow his, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> he already did the time, man. He- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, yeah right. Man. Don't don't do self inflicted time. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> I think anybody who does that much time and comes back, you know, in his you know in, in his forties, you're not trying to. Nah, yeah, right. you try. You know, you want to maybe live a life, live life a little bit yourself now. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That right, makes sense. So you play you, you play Theo for a couple hours every now right. and then. Then you just I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I've, I've played stepdaddy here and there. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So when you when, when you first started, when when your daughter was a little older, and you guys started having some communication on the phone, what was that like for you? And also, how easy or difficult was it to you know shake off those feelings once you got off the phone and you Ooh. had to be back in your Gen circumstances? Pop. So what's crazy is. If uh, DJ EFN asked me, how did I feel about, um, you know, what happened? So at the beginning of this, she was still a minor. Um, and the only reason I got contacted was because I was her guardian as well. Yeah. So like for a while, I was just, um, I want to say six months to a year, I was going to court court cases for her to try to get custody of her. I would speak to her caseworker, but just hearing all these facts of bad things that happened to my daughter. So we didn't initially get like a one-on-one phone call for a while. Everything was brief. Mm. Um, see her at court. How you doing? I love you. And um, it took a while. Maybe I want to say a good two years until we regularly started talking because it's expensive too, especially when you're in prison and, uh, you know, the collect calls or, and then I had to have, I think with her, I had to have them set up through uh, a caseworker. But after speaking to her and um, hearing her pain and then coming back to, uh, you know, back to my regular, you know, uh, lockdown life, uh, it made me feel terrible. You know, It, it really did because of our situation, but at the same time, Always hopeful, you know, that we're going to get through it. You you said something, and I want to make sure I'm hearing this right. You were you were in prison, but you were still trying to get custody. Yes. Trying so, to get my family, to, my mom or my brother okay. to get custody of her. And and the court system would allow you to come out for those, those court dates? They would take me themselves. They would put me, you know, shackle me up, put me on a van, take me to the court date. Wow. Oh, I didn't I know that A was lot even... of people know that that's possible. Yeah, I had no yeah. idea. You really got to, you like, whether you're locked up or not, you like in, in the case of the dude that you're talking about, man, you really got to max out all your different legal options and mm-hmm. 
there was one time uh DJ EFN where I thought I had a son. <laughs> oh, uh, they put me on a bus, they cuffed me up, they said they were taking me to the county jail um for a parental hearing that my son was arrested with <laughs> a 25 caliber pistol. So I get to the court court. Now I, I have a notice of this that I'm going to court in two weeks. Now for two weeks, I'm going crazy. I'm like, who's the mother? The kids, it's, his name is uh, my name. The, the kid's dad is my legal name. But I get to court, it's the wrong guy. Wrong Eddie. You know what I mean? Uh, so. Oh, shit. <laughs> Whoa, yo. That is crazy, though. But they, but they will take you to court for, you know, they, yeah, they'll take you to court. I wonder yeah. if every if every uh state is the same when it comes to that. I, I, I bet you. I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. That's. I, I mean, that you know, given the circumstances, it's really nice to hear that because and yo, you were in federal prison, correct? No, I was in state. 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 Okay, state. 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 So, yeah, because like yo, being able to show face for your kid in that circumstance is, is big. And again, like back to like you guys bonding and making a relationship happen afterward. Like I'm sure that scored you some good points also. Cause well, maybe you were forced to, does the state force you to be in, in that or you? Well, that's what I wanted to touch on. They couldn't get around the, the fact of not bringing me to some legal hearings because mm. uh, my rights were never taken. And at this time, that's exactly what was going on. The state was taking her mom's rights for allowing that stuff to happen, mm. for still being with the guy. And so they had to bring me to court. That's interesting, man. You would think that your rights would be taken automatically for going in. I mean, that's what... That's the misconception I have. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is all new to me that, that you were still allowed the only, those... The only way you lose your parental rights from what I understand is... If you know you do something to your child, if right. you get caught up in some uh, child endangerment or neglect or something like that, uh, shit, that's a fatherhood gem right there. Yeah, yeah. for real. You gotta pass that around. <laughs> yeah, protect your parental rights at all costs. Mm-hmm. So, so your daughter's approaching thirty. Is there talk of, I mean, the eventuality of her wanting to have her own children? Oh, funny you asked that. So she, <laughs> so, so she likes girls. Eddie and everybody wants uh, everyone okay. to have kids. Okay. Well, no, these are, this is real life, bro. Let's talk about <laughs> it. Come on. So she, she likes girls. You okay. Know? I, I I mean I don't know what else to tell you. She has but she could still she could she could still have kids. Yeah, I they mean. could still have kids. Uh, well, we've never talked about. I know it. some I couples that have kids. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe you know what I'll probably bring that up. <laughs> yeah. No, it's interesting because I mean then that's granddad time right so like that's a whole different stage of shit that you got to deal with but still it's borrowing and then giving back so you're still good right (laughs) yes so so listen to touch on that though now that you bring that up was there ever how was that for you accepting that Ooh. okay so i kind of wanted a you know i got locked up in 93 you know Mm -hmm. that stuff was taboo back then Right. You, know, you didn't see two girls holding hands like that. Everything was in the closet. Um, at the beginning, when I found out, I wanted to blame it all on her being violated. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I said that changed her. In my head, um, I said, uh, you know, I felt bad for her. And uh, I wanted to use that as an excuse, you know? 
But I mean, after studies, and I mean, you're either born like that, or that's just the way you are, or she doesn't have interest in men. Uh, I got to accept that. I got to love her. I loved her anyways. Um, that didn't matter to me, you know, to tell you the truth, it really right. didn't matter to me. The only thing that kind of, uh, I was not comfortable with was the whole grandfather thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, am I going to be a granddad? <laughs> you know, right, right, right. So that was the only thing, you know, and, and, you know, she, that's her choice. That's dope. I mean, it's, it's dope to hear, like, we, we talk about, I'm sure anybody listening, probably the thought comes to their mind. Like, what if my child ends up being homosexual or transgender or, you know, whatever their choice is. And it's a really hard thing to, to wrap your head around if whatever, whatever path you are traditionally accustomed to, right? Like I think all of us here, it sounds like heterosexual has been what we know and we know others that are in, other you know right. segments of the population but when it comes home it's hard to wrap your head around and my wife and i have the conversation every so often and it's like at the end of the day we get to the same point that you're at it's like it'll be tough we got to get adjusted but we're going to support the kid no matter what the fuck we just got to get used to it right? yeah man listen it boils down to just love you love your children yes. regardless unconditional i'm yeah. not gonna lie though it would have been a lot harder for me a lot, lot harder if I had a son. Oh. You know, I don't know how you guys feel, but just... Oh, if your son was gay, you're saying. Right. If I had right. a son, and I mean, I think that would have been a lot harder for me to mm. accept, understand. Um, yeah. And I mean, I'm just being honest, you know? You, you think you think it's just culturally, like, the macho Latino side? Like, what... what yeah, do you, 150%. Right. Okay. It's from coming from that Hibaro right. uh, household that you know we had some rough conversations from our grandparents yeah. our step my stepdad was ooh, he was a beast talking about right. homosexuals and you know it was like the worst taboo that it yeah. can be yeah. right. um and i don't have anything against homosexuals uh, at all you know uh, everybody's a human being I i've been home 10 years to understand it's a whole totally different world um i just think it would have been at that time very very hard for me it would have been harder to accept the son than my daughter that's interesting right. I, I think i would agree with you that's a, probably how it would go down not on the not on the same exact topic but i'm just i'm curious what you guys think and then manny you're probably starting to approach this um and i'm i, I I'm speaking mainly for boys i got a nine-year-old son and i'm you know, my wife and I, we haven't necessarily taken a deep dive and figured out when we're going to start doing this. But like, when do you guys think it's the right time to start talking to boys about sex and starting to have those talks? And and I, I bring it up. I mean, we've talked a little bit about this before, but like my son is getting more and more into music. And so like he's got a like tribe is his favorite group right now. And I put together a bunch of songs and then but, you know, as I start to listen a little bit more intently, even though some of the the beats feel kind of mellow and feel good, you know, they're still talking about some stuff yeah. up there. No, yeah, and, trust me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and so, so as of late, you know, he's starting to ask more and more like, well, what does this mean? And what's this talking about? Or I hear him, you know, saying stuff and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. And so now I'm just, 
it's just more and more the more the older he gets and the more he's watching different things or listening to different things the more i'm like perking up as to wow there's a lot of just sex references everywhere and i'm starting to wonder like damn is it is he's too young to have this conversation still or does it need to happen and i'm curious what you guys think about age on this topic i'll tell you so my all my kids are listening to hip-hop all the time my five-year-old my eight-year-old my 14-year-old my son is the eight-year-old and he so the way i'm mentally preparing for that when that happens is to approach play offense right so like as soon as the curiosity peaks I need to be ready to have a conversation with him in a manner that he can understand that is not yeah. crazy, right? right. I because I'm that's the battle I always have. It's like, but do don't I don't blame hip hop though? You said because no. they're listening to hip hop. No, no, wait, I'm gonna get into hip hop. <laughs> Marvin Gaye was breaking it down. Yeah, yeah. Even <laughs> the fucking Backstreet Boys are talking about sex. But I'm gonna like, get I'm gonna get to the hip hop. Don't I'm blame to, hip hop. I'm gonna get to the hip hop in a second. Hold on, hold on. So, so I'll I'll, I'll make sure I'm trying not to deflect when there's genuine curiosity because i think that's more dangerous down the road because then you leave them to figure it out for themselves and their friend groups versus me trying to instill in him some sort of responsible explanation around what it is that he's asking about but i mean what 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 kind of age are you like if he started asking now so for instance i mean aside from music but like if if we put on the impractical jokers because we think it's funny but then all of a sudden you know they start coming out the mouth with you know, sex stuff. And he's kind of wondering, well, why is that funny? Or what are they, you know? And I'm, so it's just kind of everywhere. It just, yeah. and I'm like, damn, is it, do we need to it's talk to him now? Yeah. It's unavoidable. So I, I think, I, I don't know. I think he's at the age, bro. Like eight, nine. I, I don't see yes. that. That's not, you got to have the conversation at that age. It's, yeah. I, I say, I say this, I got, you know, uh, kids I work with a mentor and, uh, that's 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 that point. Nine, ten years old, you want to yeah. start educating them. So those those kids that you're mentoring, are they already hip to everything, or or they or they just starting to learn come, about it? A lot, a lot of them come from uh, rough, um, high uh, risk communities. Mm-hmm. Um, so these kids are pretty smart already, yeah. and you know um, they're already you know nine, ten already- years old. They might be loading pistols, you know. Right, what I, mean? yeah, right. I got you. So, yeah. Plus, and and when you think about little boys, you got to think that little girls are already advanced in 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 their development. So, little mm-hmm. boys are noticing these little girls' bodies changing, and they going through menstrual cycles and all this stuff. So, so they're gonna they're gonna you know they're gonna start looking at it and being hmm, you know, and their bodies are gonna react to that. So, real quick to tie back to hip hop. So, Cardi B. My kids hear Cardi B and they're like 101 <laughs> questions. 101 questions. Right, right. And I'm like, some of them I have to deflect. I'm like, you ain't ready for all that shit. Just, yo, back, back up. <laughs> right. But then I'm, I'm like, and I'll just generalize. I'll be like, okay, that's sexual, inappropriate. Let's not talk about that right now. But I address it, right? I'm not just like saying like, you don't know what the fuck you talk. Don't say that. Nah, nah, nah. My kids are, I try to give them the liberty to like enjoy the music but not really live the music. Right. So when you, so your son is eight now. I mean, what are you, are you thinking nine, 10? No, I'm thinking now. Like I'm thinking now. We're, okay. ha- right. we're having small conversations about it every now and again. Right. He knows way more than he leads on. 
And I know he knows. I'm sure, I'm sure my son does too. The kids are always going to know more than we know. That yeah, because they, they talk to their friends about all this shit. Yeah. And especially if their friends have younger, I mean, older brothers and sisters, and they're, you know, they're getting stuff from them. And, and they got the internet, man. Yeah. Come on. When we was kids, we was hoping to find a, a, a porno bag that someone <laughs> dropped right. somewhere in the trash or something. Wait till your parents go to sleep and put on <laughs> or on TV or private yeah. lessons. Or HBO <laughs> After Dark or whatever. Yes, like, oh, yes, shit, yes. what is this? Yo, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo but real now they just they just Google the shit. T- tied to this topic, though, my daughter, my five-year-old, comes home from kindergarten the other day, and she's got a little, like, it's a fucking thing that some kid made, right? And he gave it to her. And he gave her something else, too. I think he drew a picture or something. And it's a heart-shaped uh, little trinket that he made. And then she comes into the house, and she's like, Ma, look what so-and-so gave me. And then he also did this. And she, she, I know she knew what that signified. She knew the little kid was feeling her. But she didn't seem like she was feeling him. So she kind of was just like, oh, whatever, like. I was like, mm-hmm. you little motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, I'm mad on both sides. I'm not even mad at the kid, right? I'm mad at my daughter because I know my daughter is everything that she talks about, thinks about is relationship. She loves the idea of being in love. And she's five. So mm. it's beautiful, but it's scary because the A, women are just generally smarter, more advanced than guys physically, you know, and all that. So it's like there's going to come a point where it's really still going to be too young for me to be okay with her like exploring shit. And so every time I see these little examples, I'm I like, I like tense up and my wife is like, yeah, we're fucked. And I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't want to hear that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, b- b- before we start to wrap up pops, can you talk a little bit about um, going back to the mentorship and, and what you do there and the importance of that? Well, uh, I, myself, I didn't have my real pops when I grew up. Uh, I had my stepdad. He was pretty abusive to moms and myself. So I think it's key, man, for a lot of young uh, men and boys uh, to get caught with some type of strong um, male figure in their life, someone they could look up to, so they don't go down that path. So they don't wind up with 10, 20 years locked up. Um there are programs needed, programs not only just for the kids, good kids, but kids that are a little bit troubled. You know, um, I involve myself uh, in programs where the uh, editing, music, stuff that kids already love to do, you know, and if you mm. can communicate and, and get some type of common ground. Yeah, relate, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you got them, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll mess with you more, you know. Yeah. So, um Big ups to all the people who do run programs uh, and spend their own money for equipment to uh, like right now I'm at an amazing facility and you, you know, these kids come here sometimes just to get away from home, even if they're not here doing no work, mm. you know, just because the environment, you know, right. yeah, so yeah, that's important. Um, where can people check out what you're doing, Prince, like. Just um, I know you said you got media company and you got a bunch of stuff going on. So sure. like, how how should people check you out? Um, I have a, a website for myself. It's princeofpain.com. Um, I have a website for the media company, which is pop radio worldwide, uh, 
radio.com, which is putting on people radio. We are on iHeartRadio, Pop Radio Worldwide, Spotify, Pop Radio Worldwide, uh, Instagram, Pop Radio Worldwide, or my page, Official Prince of Pain. Dope. Oh. Yo, brother, it was brother, a pleasure, you, man. man. Appreciate thank, you. Thank dog. you. It was a pleasure to kick it with y'all and have the opportunity um, to voice my, you know, experience and hopefully it can help somebody. I hope so too. Yeah, man. And we hope to have you back as well. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man. Peace to you guys. I'm going to get my butt back to work right here. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, brother. Thank Take you, man. Care, man. For your Appreciate time. it. Much love, guys. Keep Later. doing what you guys doing. Keep rocking. Thank, Thank you, bro. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. 